Meanwhile, in the pod cave. Welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I'm Alex. And, and we're we're ready. We're ready for a comeback. Don't and they should call it a comeback. We, yeah, you know, we we lamented uh, afterwards that we had two solid episodes of the year, uh, and then the the last episode maybe felt like we were listening, letting our listener down a little bit. Uh, Podman Ron, I know you're. a a faithful re-listener reliving the experience. Did you listen to last week's episode? I, I did. It wasn't as bad as we, we thought it was. Okay. All right. Believe it or not, uh, it, it wasn't as bad as, as we, we felt it was. I mean, it wasn't not, as good as the other one. That, that's a great it, review. It I'll take bad. it. I'll take that review. <laughs> not that we, any of us watch sports, but what I've heard, batting 667 is not bad. Uh, exactly. There you go. So, you know. I'll take it. It's good. All right. Well, we're we're back. We're in full force. We got a lot of stuff happening, so let's go to the news right away. People fucking drive. It's a goddamn dream life. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Perfect. Sorry. That's a great Sorry. segue. Sorry. Hey, you know what? That's a great right. segue too. <laughs> I I was going to say um, I I don't, I don't even know how to break that out. I was going to say that we're back and we're stronger than ever, just like Attack of the Show and G4. And I know, Podman Ron, you're not too well aware of Attack of the Show. Uh, Alex, did you watch it back in the day? And I know, Brian, you and I were both faithful watchers, right? God, I loved Attack it. Of the <laughs> uh, Alex, did that? does that sound familiar to you at all, Attack of the Show? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, what? I never watched it. Wasn't that a '90s show? Uh, no, Attack was... of the Show. It's. I think it started in like '01. Uh, it lasted until what, like 2012, Brad? Yeah, it was. It was on a while. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Munn, Kevin Perreri. Do those names sound familiar to you? Probably not. Nope. Yeah, sure. Skylock. Chris Hart. Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Hard, Chris Hardwick. Hardwick. I made his. Where he made his comeback. <laughs> well, anyway, it's a show a little bit like the Podmen, wouldn't you say, Brian? A little bit, yeah. Maybe not quite as polished. Not quite as polished, and maybe, uh, at least back in the day, just a little bit sexier <laughs> than the Podmen. Who? So what? A tad. A tad. Uh, Podman, Ron, I are think- you? Are you? Uh, are you? Is your mic live? Are you? Are you with us here? Are yeah, you I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. What do you want to say? Yeah, you had Sarah Underwood. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that is. I know who Chris Hardwick is. I know Elizabeth Munn or whatever the hell her name is. Uh, Yep, Elizabeth Elizabeth Munn. Perfect. Yeah, you had Layla Cayley and uh, uh, Sarah Underwood, right? I don't know who any of those people are. Morgan Webb. (laughs) Who? 
<laughs> Adam, uh, what's his face? Sessler. Sessler, Sessler. very good. Anyway, mm-hmm. it was kind of a nerdatorium type thing before uh, yeah. before Chris Hardwick kind of made uh, made nerd nerdist. news and nerdist stuff uh, and everything. That's coming back. Brian, do you know any details about it, about any of the hosts? Uh, because they probably all pretty much need jobs still, right? Yeah, they probably need jobs. So they did that Christmas special, um, which was very good. And Olivia was there. Olivia Munn, Kevin Pereira, uh, um, Blair Herter, uh, and then Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb were all there. And so uh, you didn't have Allison Hayslip or, or any of the others. But they it was pretty good. They did a, a special, um, and, uh, oh, man, what's his name? Ron Funches was the, was the mediator. Oh, and they yeah. kind of went through – they kind of went through like the history of, of G4 and, and that kind of thing. It's very, very good. You can, you can find it on YouTube. Um, it was about 45 minutes. I'm guessing though, for, for what I'm guessing it's going on Peacock. I mean, isn't it Brad? You would think I mean, so. Yeah. I, I, I've not confirmed that, but you would think so. Because uh, it's Comcast, right? It's a Comcast. Yeah. It was a G4 was a Comcast channel. Right, right. So yeah, I'm yeah. assuming. And this kind of ties back into something, some news that broke last week, but uh, this may not be in everybody's wheelhouse. But you know, Peacock, <laughs> they're um, uh, they're establishing channels now. So like last week, they announced that WWE Network was going to shut down and be a, and, and become a channel on Peacock. Uh, so and honestly, for a cheaper cost, like uh, WWE Network is ten dollars a month. It, you know, Peacock's only four ninety nine, and you're still getting the same content. So they're 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 buying intellectual property stuff, and I'm sure G4 is a pretty big intellectual intellectual property. They can just throw it on a channel, yeah. You know, and and um, so I'm assuming, and you know, nobody said anything, but I'm assuming it's coming back to Peacock. Well, uh, but regardless, it's it's uh, hopefully we'll have some of the original hosts on it, and that'll be good to to see. Other than, of course, uh, competition to us. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kevin Frere's got to be able to get out of hack your life. Like a, <laughs> True TV. Once they get you in a contract, they they got your nuts and yeah, the vice grip. An advice. Yeah. Well. Speak. So, but to, just for Brad and uh, for Ron and Alex, it was basically entertainment tonight, but for the geek stuff. So they'd show movie trailers when it was announced. They would do some some YouTube videos that were blowing up. They would do the news, and then they would do uh, uh, video game sections or, or electronics or you know uh, that. So it was. It was kind of like entertainment tonight for nerds. Uh, without Mary, so Hot, Mary Hart and John Tash. Yeah. Well, Hot or Mary Hart. Yeah. Well, so they're bringing it back. <laughs> so they're bringing it back. Also All bringing right. it back, maybe uh, Podman Ron, uh, something that you were, uh, had brought up, I think you had brought up, uh, the Mighty Ducks. You know, everybody's making a comeback. Why not Emilio Estevez and the Mighty Ducks, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, is it going to have some of the original guys on there? The only one we know of is Emilio Estevez. Yeah. But I wonder if, uh, are some of the kids going to come back? Yeah, you said Foggy Nelson was on there. He was in the first movie, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, We haven't heard anybody else is coming back. So uh, there's that, the one kid. Keaton Thompson was in it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one kid that was on meth about a year ago. Apparently, he's cleaned up his act. I'm sure he's oh, there. He's all good. What is that? Guys? The trailer. Are you lost? So if you're looking at red skates, that's up front. 
March 26th. Tell me the underdogs are going to come through in the end. You got to make this happen for yourself. What's happening here? Why do you care so much? Because you care. Well, that that was just a little taste of uh, what to expect for the the Mighty Dogs. Uh, Is this the new dogs? Was that the trailer to the new? That's Ducks? the trailer to the Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney oh, wow. Plus. Coming to Disney Plus. I didn't nice. know they had a trailer out. I didn't either, and actually. I didn't care, but I didn't know. Oh, I cared. Oh, I cared, but I didn't know it was out. They pitched it as, that down. as Disney Plus's version of Cobra Kai. That's the, that's kind of like Ooh. the uh, the way uh, the uh, I don't know the. the yeah. Press release is spinning it, right? I don't, I don't think I would uh, put too much eggs into that basket. <laughs> well, it looks fantastic. I mean, what is Gangi's going to love it. Gangi will love it. Uh, you know so what? The, the Miyagi verse, it'll be the uh, Mighty Ducks verse. The Emilio the, Estevez verse. Uh, well, you know what? I, again, <laughs> everything that's old is new again. Uh, let's listen to this. Who the hell are you? Neighborhood watch. Maybe you should mind your own business. I've tried. But it turns out I'm really bad at it. Wow, who is that? Who is that? This is a badass chick uh, who seems to be a single mom taking care of the hood. And Oh, my God. That was a real clip from that show? That Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Tra- I thought that was a joke. Podman Ron, we are stepping up the fucking game. Last week episode, I still contend, is pretty bad. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to pull up some clips and everything, some audio clips, clips for us here. Yeah, uh, that was Queen Latifah, but, otherwise known as the Equalizer. Can, can I say this? Can I say yeah, this? Say With, without, without the video and just listening to sound... It sounds like a joke. It sounds like something else. They're not live. I mean, neighborhood watch. Maybe you should mind your own business. I tried. <laughs> but it turns out I'm really oh bad. God. At it. Wow. Oh God, <laughs> that sounds so terrible. Well, and yeah. here's the thing: for those oh. of you who have not watched The Equalizer, The Equalizer was like a staple for me as a kid. No, no, no. You better. You need to clarify which Equalizer. Cause <laughs> yeah, because there's several of the them out there. Too. Yeah, yes, there are right. several. I'm equalizers. talking about the Robert McCall, Edward Woodward. Yeah, equalizer. you're talking about the old white From man the version. Yeah. <laughs> the old okay. white man Equalizer. I will say Denzel Washington's Equalizer movies are dope. Really? <laughs> they're re- they're really cool. Yeah. That first one is like, like genuinely a really good action film. I think it's better than any take. Alex, you don't know action until you see a sixty-year-old white guy take out some thugs. That's yeah, but action. he he kind of MacGyvered it a lot, and and A Team did a lot. You know, it was he somebody'd reach out to him that needed help with X Y Z. But here's the thing: uh, the new character is called Robin McCall. Instead of Robert McCall, oh, right? Oh yeah, he was getting <laughs> oh, Do you the re- twist? Do you remember where Robert McCall got his special set of skills? In the hood? Mm. No, he was—he was like a retired, uh, I mean, MI6 agent. Ah, so he—he he was oh. a retired spy. That's why he had, and he was living uh, uh, like in in the hood, almost like under in the hood. But he was—he li- <laughs> was living. Um, like uh, undercover, basically in retirement, and people would reach out to him, and he'd solve their problems. 
right? I just so, re- I just remember I don't really remember much about the show. We watched it every week, but I don't remember anything except like you just said. He he a teamed everything. He, he if you had a problem, you'd go to him and oh my god, <laughs> he would go to him and he would solve your problem. And do you know who played Robert McCall's estranged son? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say William H. Macy because that's who I'm seeing in a promo. William Zapka. Oh. Who? Oh, goodness me. Johnny. When I was a child, the great excitement was to pay a few cents and go to a booth and have your photograph taken. Things change. You know, Johnny I really is a little... Like this kind of yeah, no, this one's much. Yeah, well, <laughs> hold on a minute. Let's back up to William Zapka. I feel like he was a little young to be playing his son. I mean, because he had been like, I don't know, 24, 25. Equalizer was like 78. No, he was probably like, in the show, he was probably like 16, 17, the way they wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. So, this, is like, this is like 86. So and, right and, uh, and the Equalizer right, was like 60 or 70 years old. So, yeah. So again, wow! Everything is uh, everything is making a comeback, just <laughs> like the Podmen this year. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's just horrible. I cannot believe they're bringing that back as Queen Latifah playing the well, And that clip is that was some bad we, acting right there. Are we expected to believe that Queen Latifah was a spy? Was a spy? I think she's saying... going to be her his daughter. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think we're saying here, Brian. So, well, well, that's the thing. It says in the press release that she has a, a, a mysterious background and she uses her skills to help people. Yeah. And she has a daughter. Yeah. Right? So she's a single mom raising a daughter. and In the know. hood. Uh, it's, well, this I, sounds... I, I, I'm just going well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's you know, <laughs> since that brought us down, let's do something that I know will at least lift Brian's uh, spirits you, up. Don't you think I would have done that had I wanted to? Half the fun of our relationship was the mystery. Now I know Batman is just some boring rich asshole with parental issues. That's really reductive. <laughs> Thank Christ. Yep, Alan too. <laughs> Brian, uh, you love this guy. And, I love uh, Alan And he's going to probably, is, do we know if he's com, uh, continuing his role as the Joker in the the Batman podcast coming up? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But uh, he is kind of like the go-to Joker now. He's been in several different, you know, he's in all, both seasons of Harley Quinn. Uh, but he's been, I think he's done a couple of the movies now, the Warner Premier movies now. Um, but he's kind of the go-to, I guess, because Mark Hamill's uh, dance card's filling up. Man, I love Alan Tudyk. He's fantastic. Yeah. So I, he's quickly becoming my favorite Joker. Wow, that, that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. Well, uh, we're not sure if the Joker is going to be in it, but the uh, Justice Society is uh, making their uh, comeback as well this year. Yeah, funny thing that. Funny thing. They're listening to Brian's pitches, man. No, that movie looks pretty good. The I, I I like where they're going. I like how they have the flash, two flashes together. Of course, that that makes me feel pretty good. But I also really like the animation style. Brian, is that the same animation style from the new Superman Man of Tomorrow movie that they were no, no. late last year? 
Uh, no, that the new Superman animation is wonky. It's I kind of liked it though. It's almost like they tried to do like uh, some sort of like two D effects to it, or like a three D effect to it, kind of where it where it lifts the cells off the background. But it's it's wonky. Like it's uh, I, I can't I can't get into that that animation. This is more like uh, Justice League Unlimited anima- animation, the new ju- the yeah. Justice Society movie. Which is now so, on uh, HBO Max, all the uh, Justice Leagues and Justice League uh, Unlimited. Unlimited, yeah. I, I got the notice on HBO Max, I think, uh, like Thursday or Friday of last week that they had all dropped. Excellent. So, excellent, excellent TV show. <laughs> excellent TV show. Probably, you know, what's probably the best episode, uh, or honestly the best uh, televised Justice League movie or, or, or um, show is that episode – the season finale of Justice League Unlimited season one, where it's Brainiac uh, takes over Luthor, right? Okay, and yep. and, and uh, it was the, the the thing. Flash is the one that saves the day, and the way he saves the day is just so kick ass, right? Because yeah. everybody's on, everybody's down, Luthor's up, and you think uh, you think Wally just ran off. He just he just turns and runs, right? And and Luthor's like having his chuckle that you know that Flash turned tail and ran. What in actuality Flash was running around the Earth to gain speed to to Sonic punch Luthor to try and crack his Brainiac armor. Uh, that Flash was, ever the hero. It was fantastic. That was a fantastic build. You see now you see that kind of stuff. But when this came out in like '06 or whatever, yeah, it was it was fantastic. It, it, it blew your preteen mind, didn't it? Be honest. It mind. did. Yeah, well. It did. My, uh, the, my pre-40 mind. <laughs> uh, well, Flash blew your mind then. Again, on this comeback trail, uh, The Flash and plenty of other CW shows making their uh, comeback for uh, maybe one last go at it, including a show called Legacies or something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure if we <laughs> – I don't know if that's part of the, the uh, Flashverse or not, but uh, – I uh, did want to go by and say, you know, we know the listeners know, of course, that the Podman, of course, loved the Flash TV show. Uh, so we're happy to report that it is it is coming back um, for season eight. Yeah, season eight. It's renewed for season eight. So which we're on seven now, right? I think so. So yeah, we're we're this season is coming up. To, yeah, we're about to be in season seven. So yeah, two more years of Flash. And what's wild to me is uh, they're bringing back Legends of Tomorrow for, like, season seven. Yeah, who would have thought? Right? Who, who the hell is watching it? Like, I don't – I haven't watched it season one. I have – the only episodes of Legends Tomorrow I have watched are the crossover episodes, and that is it. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> believe they ended Supergirl and Black Lightning and kept Legends of Tomorrow, but whatever. Kept it, and it's got two more seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, got it, they have a story to tell. Um, so yeah, so maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll check those guys since they're making it, that they've made a comeback. Uh, but to keep us moving along here, we do want to, uh, make note of people who will not be making a comeback. (laughs) Is that, wait a minute. Is that, is that wrong? (laughs) 
as our immemorial segment this week, sponsored by Little Caesars, is dedicated to, <laughs> dedicated to it's Dustin. It's the Falling Dunn. Stars. It's the Falling Stars segment. The, uh, the Falling Stars. That's right. Falling Stars. There we go. Falling Stars. You know, it's sad. I think we would be more than willing and call it a success if we just got a free Little Caesars pizza once a week for dropping that name. If that no, was the only nice. compensation we got for the podcast. <laughs> We would see five dollars little Caesar would be yeah, so great. A moral victory. The 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 uh, stakes couldn't be lower. <laughs> <laughs> don't knock a little Caesar now. If you want pizza from them, don't knock it. I mean, from like a price standpoint, the value. Oh, because I love little Caesars. I, I, I had it last Caesar night too. for God's sakes. I had it. I had stuffed crust little Caesars, and it was very good. We're not asking for you know, DiGiorno. Or a, <laughs> Or, or say again, again you're so little Caesars. Well, I, I, I asking for like an eight ninety nine pizza or some sort of stuffed crust. Well, my stuffed crust was nine dollars. So a know. hot and ready pepperoni for four ninety nine. Well, I, I think you may be missing the point of this segment, uh, guys. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, Dustin Diamond uh, screeched from Saved by the Bell. Uh, is has gone, so no. Uh, I guess Screech is probably going to stay out in outer space and the the new uh, Saved by the Bell you know, universe. You know what really sucks about that is he just got diagnosed three weeks ago with us. I mean, literally just got diagnosed and he died that quickly. And you know, and they were all assholes to him. I mean, just it's kind of not funny, but it's kind of odd to hear them all, you know, oh, I'm so sad and brokenhearted, and then, well, you know, well, they all hated you, each other, so. If, if you read the, the tweets, nobody says, my friend, Dustin Diamond. If you read the, <laughs> and they don't say, they don't say my friend, they, they've known him since childhood, but nobody said, nobody called him like a friend. Wow. They all said, you know, my time working with Dustin, I'll remember with fond memories, like that kind of thing. But, it, but then nobody said that they liked him. <laughs> well, he certainly had a uh, a troubled uh, past in his adult acting career. Uh, so, so he, uh, he, you know, he will be missed. Brian, uh, did you go ahead, Brian? Did you hear the story that because uh, it, it resurfaced with all this about his his porno? <laughs> that someone superimposed his face or or he did or something like that? Yeah. 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 So basically it was right after the Paris Hilton tape came out and so and one of his buddies this is Dustin saying it. One of his busted one of his buddies told him that she that, that tape, she made fourteen million dollars on that tape. And and his buddy's like, Well you shot it on it worth at least a million. So he <laughs> hired a stunt double and directed it. And yeah, I think he superimposed his face on the stunt double. Uh, yeah, he was a leading uh, innovator in uh, motion capture. People don't really realize. I was gonna that. say, you know, I mean, <clears throat> he was very entrepreneurish. You know, he sold T-shirts and on know, the street corner, saved by the bell. Yeah, you know, in, I mean, in the hood, tried to save in his house. I mean, he washed know, my he windows was... one time at a traffic light. Oh uh, like, man, that's disrespectful. Oh. That's diamond, yeah, man. That's that's gone too far. Uh, yeah, too far. Another celebrity we lost this week, uh, Hal Holbrook. <laughs> we, Which, yeah, but I feel I feel we we lost him like seven or eight years ago. I don't get that I don't, at all. Brings back the uh, episode, our episode about the Mandela effect. Yes, it really does. I honestly think that we are in the Mandela effect because I feel like he died several years back. 
Uh, and uh, that- Alex, I was going to say, why don't you remind our listener uh, what the Mandela effect is? The Mandela effect is basically a theory that so right. So there's people who remember different things, like the, like different things from the past. They remember differently. So like the Berenstein Bears, how you spell it, or that guy if he got ran over by a tank or not. I don't remember his name, but that guy. Yeah. and Square. Yeah, that thing. He and, protested. And, and, yeah, that thing. And Brian. Yeah. So that's that's a fantastic. It's basically, people. People saying that there's potentially like uh, a reason to believe that there are two universes molding together. That, that, that's a great explanation uh, and some really good examples of the Mandela effect. But maybe, Brian, what what would be the most prominent example of a Mandela effect, you think? Well, there's a lot of people that are worried about uh, uh, Jif peanut butter. <laughs> a lot of people think it was named Jiffy. That's right. So, uh, I, I, I mean, you're, you're, you guys are not uh, going where I'm trying to lead you here. Podman Ron, what do you think is the prime example when somebody says the Mandela effect? Oh, oh, yeah. the, <laughs> oh that's obvious. It's when it's, it's uh, Hal Holbrook dying and we thought that he was <laughs> seven years ago. So is this going to be called that's, the Holbrook effect now? I think we should change the name as the Holbrook effect now. People swear that I think this actually happened at Dragon Con. It was, uh, which is bizarre in and of itself. But there was like a discussion around Mandela, and many people thought he had died and swore the, <laughs> that he had died, and you know, he was still alive. So that's where died. it kind of got coined. Well, now he's now he's dead. But uh, uh, or is he? Whoop whoop. Uh, but yeah, so it was like that's what coined the Mandela effect. So, thank you for that cue. Uh, all right, so beautiful. So we're going to miss uh, Hal Holbrook and uh, Dustin Diamond. Uh, they will uh, they will live on forever, but uh, not in anything new. Uh, so talking about new stuff, let's move quickly because I know, Brian, we definitely want to get into your pitch session. Uh, you want to move into your movie reviews or should we just go straight into WandaVision and talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I can do my movie reviews. Well, I can do my movie reviews pretty quick. I All want right. to give the listeners something to watch. Okay, right? hold on something just a second because we're going to go to the movie. All right, take us to the movies, Brian. What did we see? All right, so this week, uh, they're not retro reviews because they're movies that came out in 2020. But uh, one was, uh, they were both good, like surprisingly. Um, One I had heard was good, Ready or Not, um, is, uh, it's stars Adam Brody, right? And uh, uh, it's based around, there's a, they own a board game empire. Like so, it's like Milton Bradley. The like, family you know, does. The family does. They're all billionaires, and uh, it turns out there's a ritual. They they believe that their luck came from the uh, a ritual that started like in the in the 1800s, and so the they play a game the night of anytime somebody joins the family. So like one. Brother-in-law joined, and they played Go Fish. Oh, uh, yeah, right? I remember this. It, it's well, not a bad movie. She pulls Is this the card. right now? It's on Cinemax right now. Uh, and it's on sale for seven ninety nine on iTunes, which yeah. it's worth every penny. I'm, I'm glad um, you enjoyed it. I thought it was good, too. 
It was really good. So, but essentially, what happens is she she pulls they pull a card at random, and uh, she pulls hide and seek. And so basically, they start trying to hunt her um, and kill her, right, as a part of the ritual to keep their fortune in place. Because it turns out that they believe it's was a deal with the devil. That's yeah, they believe it's a deal with the devil that started it. So excellent movie, excellent. Movie. Yeah, I thought so Lots too. Of- I I didn't know anything about it. I was going in blind uh, watching it, uh, and yeah, I thought it was really underrated movie and kind of a cabin in the woods type, you know, humor in it, and mm-hmm. you know, a yep. l- little bit of blood every once in a while and horror and stuff like that. So I thought it was uh, a nice balance. I feel like it may have gotten um, kind of broomed too quickly because the similarities between not really plot similarities, but like setup similarities between it and Knives Out, uh, right? Yeah, maybe the yeah. mansion, you know. Yeah. But of the two, Ready or Not is infinitely better than Knives Out, so I, it gets my highest marks. All right, go watch wow. that movie. Uh, a Podman one, a, P- a PMR rating of one. Or no, and is a, I'm sorry, a binary rating of one, a PMR there. rating of five. I think five, yeah. All right. I, I, that's I, how pleased I was with the film. I'm with you. I was pleasantly pleased, again, with the mixture of humor and blood, uh, which leads us to the next movie, Bloodshot. Tell us about Bloodshot, because no one's seen it. <laughs> no one's seen Bloodshot, and I'll tell you, it ain't bad. What? Now, wow, it ain't bad. It's not great. I mean, it's not, you know, MCU, but it's not bad. If this movie came out in, like, 1997, people would be over the moon with, how, with, wow. with it. It's, it's, uh, it's as if you took, um, uh, let's see, Wolverine and kind of merged him that with uh, uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, so, Podman Ron, have you seen this movie and or did you even read the books back in the day? You know what? Uh, I know on both. But, you know, in I would say I I wanted to see Bloodshot when it came out last year. Because I thought the previews weren't that bad looking, to be honest with you. So, I, I did. <laughs> Alex did not like the previews. Ouch. No. Yeah, they honestly set it. They're they're setting up a whole universe. Apparently, they were, or they still are. I, I don't think, think they, they still are. are. Yeah. I think they still are. They're talking about doing uh, hardware and Harbinger, and then doing their own like Avengers, like Harbinger War, like movie, like building up to like so having three movies and then building to their like Avengers movie. Oh, bless their heart. So, but there was a lot of world building in the, uh, in the in the movie as well. I'm telling you, you can watch it uh, for free on. Is it on? Uh, it's on think, one of the streaming services. I, I think it's on HBO Max. I don't. I think, think it's on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think it was. I thought it was on Stars or Encore, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't it think it's on Stars. Max. I don't think it's on HBO Max. Uh, okay, well, good. So you were pleasantly surprised with both of those movies. I mean, that's kind of a rarity that you see two movies that you're like, wow, not too bad, right? And relatively. Honestly, Brian, uh, Brian, I think you may just be been inside too long. And you yeah, it, may, it could be the COVID talking. <laughs> well, I, I, I challenge you then, PMR. I think go watch Bloodshot. Go watch Bloodshot. I will. It's a quick I mean, movie, too. 
It's, I mean, I think it's right at 90 minutes. Oh, like, like it's, fantastic. So right. go watch Bloodshot and see if you I do, You know, I did want to see it. So, uh, yeah, I will watch it. I'll, I'll let you know. But yeah, it's like part Wolverine, part Winter Soldier, part Groundhog Day. All Vin Diesel. <laughs> All Vin Diesel. God. All right. Well, uh, you know, speaking of Groundhog Day, uh, let's take it to TV. All right. The only TV show that matters nowadays, of course, is WandaVision. Uh, That's the only show going on right now. (laughs) That is the only show going on right now. Uh, Resident Alien? Anyone? That's the only show that's going on right now. (laughs) The Expanse? That's the only show that's going on right now. All right. All right. So one division, we get a little bit closer to what the hell's going on, which, of course, all the nerds kind of already know and have kind of predicted, nerdstradamist it, nerdstradamist it. uh, but we can see what's going on outside of the uh, the, the little town that uh, Wanda is making uh, all for herself there. Uh, and, the, of course, the creepy dead vision <laughs> returns, the big shocker scene of dead vision there. Uh, again, I'll turn it over to Podman Ron. You're our vision expert. What do you think of this latest episode? Uh, I love this, uh, this latest episode. I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic episode. Well, something finally Yeah, well, that's true, but but it, you know, it just tied up everything in really nice, nicely, and uh, it just kind of expanded the mystery. And uh, now, I, I believe they could have cut it down to uh, made this the third episode and kind of instead of the fourth, and kind of got us there a little bit quicker. But you know, it was it was worth it. It was it was a good episode, and um. I liked it. I liked the uh, Darcy character. I liked Jimmy Woo being in there. Uh, you know, Monica Rambo was fantastic. Uh, great actress that played her. So yeah, uh, I'm. You I'm loved definitely it. on board. I, All right, I you, did. I loved it. You're and, on. I, and I think everybody else did too. I, you know, uh, Alex, any yeah, surprises I, this episode? Actually, I know everyone's saying this is the best episode so far. I disagree. I still like the third episode the most. I think the most happens in this episode, and finally people don't. Um, and finally people don't. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, and finally people have something like to theorize about and have some context. But I think this episode does two things really well. I think it introduces the character of Monica Rambeau super well, especially with that opening sequence, which is scary and sort of. I don't know, gives gives the MCU some actual weight and consequence, which doesn't happen often, but, like, that scene really showed, like, the consequence of the snap and things like that. And I think the other thing it does really well is bring, bring, in, an, bring in Darcy and um, Agent Jimmy Woo without it feeling like, Oh, these are characters that you've seen before, but they actually have meaning. They're actually doing things. And they're not just like cameos from your favorite old sidekicks and from Marvel movies. Uh, and yeah, I think, I think the episode is really good. And I think tomorrow's episode is going to be 
even better, hopefully. And uh, Brad, do, do you think we're going to get uh, the villain exposed here, Brian, uh, on the next episode, the, the one that everybody's thinking it is? I don't think so. I think, but uh, before I do that, put out. We just heard Alex, absolute Alex, make the turn. He went from saying that it wasn't the greatest episode to at the end of his review, it's the greatest episode. Well, no, 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 no. I you said just... I said a lot of good things. <laughs> it's just not perfect. I think the I think the writing was really weak in some points. I thought it was a little too. I don't know, a little too TV. He went end. back the other. Right. You are going. You are doing donuts, he, buddy. He flipped back. He's doing donuts. Have, He's just I going all criticism. the way around. I have it, criticisms, and I have, and I have a. <laughs> it's just a matter of opinion. Thank you very so, much. I do want to say that, and I and I thought so too. And then someone made a comment this week on the net that. It had an X ish feel to the it. Net. <laughs> Look at you, <laughs> Netscape on the net. Yeah, on I was checking it out on Netscape on the net. <laughs> on the internet, you and on your the uh, Kindle, as Gangy would say. I'm in my chat room. <laughs> I was in my chat room with some people, on the and uh, um, no, but it had an X Files feel to it, and like huh. now they're there's been talking that you know maybe Darcy and. Uh, Agent Wu are going to hook up and be like an ex new X Files mm. for the Marvel Universe. Hook up, so, hooking up, yeah. Well, not like that, oh. but you know, you got a Mulder and Scully, you got a FBI agent, you got a you got a doctor, and they go out and they they have wacky uh, adventures yeah. trying to. I don't think anybody really wants to see that. I mean, people say, "Oh, what if they did that?" But I don't think anybody really wants to see. They say they want to see it, but you know, it's a possibility to introduce Marvel, you know, characters, Marvel artifacts, just storylines, ah. and uh, you know, have them go through it, just be like the X Files, but with Marvel history behind it. The, so, the net wants what the net wants, Brian. You know, that's what that's what my groovy chat room is talking about. So, <laughs> uh, well, Brian, uh, I mean, are we going to see the villain, or as some have suggested, maybe we already have seen the villain? That's true. So, I think what's going to happen is uh, we're going to have several episodes where it's they're trying to convince us. It, it, it Wanda is the villain, right? Right. And then at the eleventh hour, you're going to realize someone has manipulated the whole situation from the beginning. Now, did we talk about this last week about the rabbit and all? I think we did, right? The yeah. 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 So the, 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 <laughs> avoid the that. that <laughs> yeah. So if you tuned off last episode, basically they're saying all the animals can be analogs for the Mephisto. And to, in the poster, someone this week has found. Like in the wallpaper, they're saying there's a there's a picture of Mephisto in the wallpaper, and he's right in between. Right. He's like at the shoulder of Vision and, and at the head of at Wanda. He's right dead center in the middle of the poster. <sighs> so uh, people are saying that's Mephisto. I, a little bit of I a didn't threat. see. I saw it. I saw what you're talking about, but they circled it. But I was like, that just looks like a piece of wallpaper. I mean, it didn't. It was kind of lame. Yeah, but. The, the net fell yeah. on that one, I think. Uh, the, <laughs> the other thing that, that everybody's saying that Wonder Man's going to be introduced somewhere along the way. And then um, I, I think, Alex, I, you're, I know you're close to the, the net. Uh, people are saying that there's going to be a, a Luke Skywalker-type moment coming up here soon. 
uh, to where there's yeah. going to be a oh shit moment. What what could that be? Well, Alex I says think, it's already been spoiled for him, so I don't want him. Oh to no, not that, that moment. No, I, I'm not talking about that moment. The villain of the show did get spoiled for me. Uh, Mini mates uh, put out a toy that spoiled ah. the villain, so I'm I'm ruined for you uh, on that aspect. But I do think the major cameo, which isn't Luke Skywalker big, but I but there's two. If it's a Luke Skywalker big cameo, it's going to be. It's going to be Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Probably going to be one of them. <laughs> wow, that's coming out of nowhere. Good one for that one. Uh, so I would think I would think it's um, got to be Tony. Well, Cap or Tony. I think that's the only two that get you because they're uh, get you that. Well, moment. no, most likely it's probably going to be Wanda. I mean, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Wanda's Doctor <laughs> I was like, already there. <laughs> I know. Alex, a, Alex, you just fun. fucked me up, son. That, that's, well, a, that's a good theory. <laughs> what else all my if she if she is the multiverse of madness, like like we've been told, it's definitely probably going to be dark. That's probably the most logical. Yeah, hold on a minute. Uh, Let me just. What I saw today on AOL was <laughs> it could be. Uh, uh, Magneto, Ian, uh, whatever his name is. What's his name? Yeah, Ian, Mc- Ian McKellen. But she said, but she said cameo, and I don't think they're going to use Ian McKellen or uh, the other dude uh, for this for the NCU's version of the X Men. Oh. And I don't think we we haven't heard anything about the X Men, so I think it's probably either going to be a past Spider Man from the multiverse or Doctor Strange or her That's brother right. or her brother. Yeah, her brother too could show up. Pietra. Uh, now, yeah. and they're also saying, uh, I guess James Spader has, is, is, has some credits in the show. Mm. And they're also saying that this could be how Ultron returns. I, I, I like that. that. I like it. I like I that too, they actually. There's so much more you could do with Ultron, so I'd be now, very good. I, I agree with you on that, Alex. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> There's something that that I haven't heard people talking about, which I think is really telling about this, and it might and it might be who we're talking about, right? It might be like who the big reveal is. But do you remember why Jimmy Woo was at? Yeah, I read uh, something about that, right? A missing <laughs> person, right? Yeah, he had someone in witness protection in that town, and the reason so he showed up in witness protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying, whoever's in that witness, that that's a reveal, too. Like, they're not just going to well, In one of the trailers, Agnes, uh, played by Catherine Hahn, is the only one without an, uh, an ID. So could it be her? But we also just think she's Agatha Harkness. So I don't know. Maybe Maybe Agnes has been, you know, a little bit just hiding out. Maybe she's working for the CIA. I don't know. I, I don't I have no clue. Or Dottie. I will will say this, and I've told Alex this, and I think I've told Brian that I think it's all centers around whoever the bad guy is, and not possibly Mephisto, is in the comic book, Immortus was the bad guy who was trying to keep Scarlet Witch from having a child. So that's why he kind of paired her with the Vision, thinking that she would never have kids because she was so powerful. 
And I think this is the complete opposite where whoever it is behind this wants her to have children because these children will be manifest. There it is. Manifesto? Manifestos. No, manifestos. Ah, I can't say the word. Jesus Christ. Brought to life? Manifestations of the Infinity Gym. Yes, wow. I said it now. All right. But they yeah, will be job. part of the Infinity Gym. You know, they will uh, buy products because Wanda is the only living thing left of an Infinity Gym. She's she's carrying it. Everything else is of an Infinity Gym has been destroyed. What? Wait, what is she? She carrying? has it. She. That's what made her. It's her power. It's what. It's they what made her. Where are they at? In that's the yeah. original location. Yeah, Cap no. brought them back to their original location. Well, I mean, they're in, back in time, but Thanos destroyed them in that time. So she's the only thing yeah, left that has an Infinity Gem. Now, he's just, I don't know. It's all confusing to me. I don't know. Well, hey, hey. I, think that's what I think that's what's going to be revealed, that whoever is behind this wants her to have children, so they would have... Infinity Gem. They would be a descendant of the Infinity Gem. Help, so, remind me, Podman Ron, why, how, why is, what's Wanda's connection to the Infinity Gem? Remind me. Well, that's how Baron Zima, I mean, okay. Baron Strucker, he created, he gave them powers through the, through uh, Loki's scepter, which was an, an Infinity Gem. I don't remember and, that. I don't remember, I don't remember that either. Giving them I'll, power. Yeah, I'll believe you. No, that is, no, no, he's yeah. right. Yeah, that's how they. That's how because they couldn't use mutants, so that's how Wanda right. and Pietro got their power was through. The, that's why she has a connection with the Vision because of the Infinity Gem. It's the same gem, so that's how they have their connection. The because of okay. that. in the movies. In the movies, how. yes. So there you go. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go yeah. with that. I think. So anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight's episode or tomorrow morning's episode, and uh, yeah, this has been a great. And and I was telling Brian also earlier this week, I, I rewatched another trailer, Captain America and the Falcon, and now I am looking forward to that. That that's actually <clears throat> all right. That's actually uh, it looks better than I thought the first time I saw it. So I'm looking forward to that hitting in March. I think what people are going to uh, there may be some backlash around the show as we get to the end because people are going to realize we're not getting a full story. This is all just a prelude to <laughs> to a movie, to Doctor Strange too, right? And and the, Doctor yeah. Strange two is not coming out until twenty twenty two, right? Hopefully, like uh, <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully, right? So so you know it's going to be kind of that. Uh, I don't know. You're gonna have some blue balls at the end of this season. I got a feeling. Well, I Ron, hope you're. I, I think you're right, but I hope you're wrong. So let me just say that. Well, uh, we're, we'll find out soon enough, uh, kind of who the main villain is, and uh, please no spoiler there, Alex. Uh, but talking about blue balls and waiting forever, I think Podman Ron has a retro review for us uh, of uh, something that everybody <laughs> loved. Podman Ron, you've been waiting for the sequel that's yeah. about to come out for a long time. I, but the original, I, tell us about it. What are we? What are you looking? Well, I uh, 
my retro review today is the uh, Coming to America from 1988, 32 years ago. Uh, Coming to America 2 has, uh, is going to drop on Prime on March 5th, I believe it is. Uh-huh. And so I thought I'd rewatch uh, the first one and holds up <clears throat> perfectly. That is by far probably Eddie Murphy's best movie, in my wow. opinion. Be- better than Norman. <laughs> Better than Norman. Well, Norman that is was saying pretty a funny, lot. actually. Norman ain't bad. Norman ain't bad, but is it better than Trading Places? I think it is. I, honestly, I, I like Trading Places. Uh, that Trading Places is great, but uh, Coming I to America just makes me. I mean, may have I mean, uh, a, a one up or two, as it were, over. Uh, uh, Coming I, to America. I don't know. Coming to America no. had a couple. In the form of uh, <laughs> Curtis. Yes, but Coming to yeah, America but... also had a couple of uh, cameos as well from some unknown actress, but still. Oh, they also had a cameo from Trading Places, if y'all remember. They had um, Mortimer and uh, uh, what's-his-face from Trading Places did a cameo. Ah. <laughs> but you know what kind anyway. of cameo Brian and I were talking about, right? Yeah, that's not the cameo I'm talking about. I do know the kind of cameo. Okay, all right. Well, thank you. All right, continue, Podman Ron. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on your side. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm on your side. Well, Coming to America yeah. is better than trading places. I yeah, yeah. I mean, I, go Wilhelm, ahead. Wilhelm and Mortimer were a couple of boobs ah. as well. No, no, no. Ah. Man, but no, it was. I love all the characters that Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall play. I, I just, it's a funny movie. Uh, uh, James Earl Ray is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Nailed it again. Uh, James Earl Jones. <laughs> I don't know. James Darth Vader. He's yeah. great. He's fantastic. Yeah, that's good. Um, John Amos. I love him. He's uh, fantastic. In wait a minute. Is he and, still? Al- uh, is he still alive? He's yeah, still he's alive. gonna be. Okay. So, so. I watched a. They dropped another trailer today for part two. Wow, um, an extended trailer, <clears throat> and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's got John Amos is in it, um, Darth Vader's in it, um, <laughs> and Leslie Jones is in it. I love Leslie Jones. I think she's really funny, and mm. yeah, yeah, no, I really do. I think she's. I think she's pretty funny. That's I, part I, of I that, that 2016 Ghostbusters movie. She really was. You're right about that. So. I think this is. I think it, it looks pretty entertaining. So, if, if anybody out there, you know, especially Alex's age that has never watched Coming to America, uh, that's definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. And you said Leslie Jones is back, or did you just say that Leslie Jones is in it? She's in it. Okay, she was okay. never in the original. Okay. And, and this is the only thing that's kind of weird about this one. This movie is like. <clears throat> So he discovers that apparently he slept with someone before he met the love of his life in the first one. Ouch. And I guess they just edited that version of it. We didn't see it. And this lady was Leslie Jones, and she has a kid by him. So this kid. I hope it was was on top of the fryer at McDougal's. (laughs) (laughs) This this kid is now going to be the heir to the throne. To uh, Zamunda, so yeah, it looks entertaining. It looks good. Eddie Murphy is uh, hopefully uh, be at the top of his game with it. I, 
We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll, we'll review it in a month and let you know how it is. Well, uh, I think that's worth looking at as well as uh, let's go and just, again, we want to get to this the uh, uh, pitch session with Brian. Let's just go through a quick few things, uh, suggestions of what other people could be looking at. What you looking at? Brian, what you looking at nowadays? I am looking at uh, – I picked up a, uh, a trade paperback, a, a, a hardcover of a story that doesn't get a lot of love but is fantastic from the 70s. Uh, it was backup stories in Detective Comics, Archie Goodwin and uh, Walt Simonson doing on the art. But Manhunter, Paul Kirk Manhunter, uh, it's a, honestly, it's, it's probably the smallest hardcover I've ever gotten. But that was a fantastic story back in the day. Great art. Um, it just it doesn't get the apparently uh, it did, didn't get the love. And I was like, I popped it popped up on my Amazon Prime uh, uh, feed the other day. I was like, holy cow! It just came out this week. But Paul Kirk's Manhunter is a great, great read. And <clears throat> excuse me, it's grounded in the DC universe, right? Grounded in the DC universe. Batman makes cameos in it. Talia Ghul makes cameos in it. Uh, he's a, he's a spy, but Dawn's a superhero persona. Uh, just like very, the equalizer. Just like the equalizer. Uh, so Manhunter, great pick. And my not so great pick. I was a big fan of the first book. Uh, uh, the movie kind of made some concessions, right? I guess because it was a Warner Brothers movie. Uh, they couldn't go full Roger Rabbit on it, but I wa- I read the full book, so you don't have to. Ready Player Two, and you were not ready. And to yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it, what's wild is it. It also steals the ending from like another like book series that's pretty well known. Like it steals the ending, but um. Essentially, uh, what happens is uh, Wade Watts is con- you know he he won the contest and uh, is now Anorak has become sentient and is uh, wanting. There's another quest. There's another quest that was programmed uh, around Kira, who was the the kind of the. Uh, Rosebud of the first movie in the first book, right? Kira was the one that that Og and and um, oh man, what's the what's the uh, the guy that created the the net? Uh, I forget his name, but yeah, she they were they were the that was what their falling out was over was over Kira, and so the new quest is essentially uh, has to do with her, and the book it's like they. I don't know if they ran out of references or said, okay, this one's for the ladies, right? Because all the references, there's a, about a third of the book is spent on uh, the um, uh, planet for uh, 16 Candles and uh, oh, what's what's that director? Oh, my God, I can't believe they're on the planet. John Hughes. They spend like a third of the book on the John Hughes planet. And it's Lord. it's references to Ducky and Sixteen Candles and it's it's Uncle Buck and and like 
It's it's pretty groan inducing. Uh, have you, um, that sounds like it's right up your alley, Podman Ron. Have you read this yet? Or no, not yet. I do want to read it because Brian Brian did turn me on to Ready Player One, and I love that book. That book was fantastic. The movie, actually, the book ruined the movie for me because the book is so much better that when I saw the movie, I was like, eh, you know. But well, there was no restrictions on the book, right? Right, but Just when you get to the movie, when you get to the movie, they, they well instead of uh, Spider Man, right? They switched it for Iron Giant. Yeah, it was just it was, it was just a, there was a lot, just a lot to take in. That was a very busy book, but it was a great book, and I, so I do want to read the second one because I read the first one. So it's yeah. uh, prepared to be let down. And there's a book series uh, called um, I Am Bob. And I think it's like got four books now, and it's it's really kind of like a, a how would we legitimately explore space, considering you know there's you know thousands of light years, uh, you know between galaxies. So it kind of goes. So that book series, which is pretty well known, they just flatly ripped off the premise at the end of this book for that book. So I'm trying not to spoil anything, but it was like not only is this is it just bad references and and just kind of like just weird choices they made with the <clears throat> with with the 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 way the story ro- unfolds? The end is just flatly ripped off another another sci-fi book series. Wow, that's that's very. It's not like a sci-fi book series that came out in the eighties. It's books that are continuing right now. The what the the uh, I am Bob series is still, the Bobaverse is what they call it. It's still coming out. Like they're still doing books. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bill Murray's um, still around, so yeah, they're going to make more "What true. About Bob" movies. What about Bob? What about Bob? I wish. That's I great. wish. All right. So, a good book, Manhunter, highly recommend. Uh, not so much with Player Ready Two. Yeah, just uh, you know, save your save your money and time. Sa- save your tokens, as it were. Maybe I don't know. There I don't you know go. what they use there in the future. Uh, well, my what you're looking at is. Uh, <laughs> A uh, little show, it's only like six episodes. I don't know if there's going to be a season two or not or whatever, but it's called Two Weeks to Live. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Star, the, the connection here is Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones and uh, New Mutants. Uh, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Santa Clarita Diet in that it would it's a, a girl who goes out and seeks revenge on a man who killed her father, and she finds out you know all kinds of secrets about her family type stuff. Uh, but so that way is not like Santa Clarita diet, but it has a lot of almost slapsticky type humor in it and, and stuff like that. So that's why it kind of reminded me of that. You know, it could have went a uh, pure, uh, you know, drama or fantasy or sci-fi or horror or whatever, but it had so much humor in it that it kind of kept you going along. So Maisie Williams, uh, I, she won me over with her, her charm as a, uh, uh, a shut-in who was uh, going on seeking revenge for her father, and a uh, good supporting cast. And like I said, about six uh, episodes, I think, six or eight episodes, so, half hour so long. You, um, so very digestible for me. So where where do you where's the streaming on? Where do you find this? At? Uh, HBO Max. HBO Max. Coincidentally oh, okay. enough, yeah, you should right. you right. should check it out, as they say. Uh, PMR, do you have a check it out? What, or, or not even what you're looking at, not even to check it out. I do, actually. I have, and coming from HBO Max, I uh, have been enjoying 
it's kind of an old show, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's Silicon Valley. It's mm. uh, that show is absolutely fantastic. Wow, okay. funny as hell. T.J. Miller is from fantastic. Deadpool, Deadpool connection. From Deadpool. Yeah. Um, just the whole cast. I mean, um, what's his face? Uh, Martin Martin Landau. Star. Oh my God, Martin Starr is hilarious, in it. and he plays the complete opposite of what he plays in Spider Man. Um, you know, I've never he just plays just this monotone asshole, and he's fantastic. And this whole show is just a great show, just a fantastic show. I definitely you, would recommend. Have it. you watched all of? Because it? it was uh, it's several. No, I'm on season four right now. Okay. I think it goes to six seasons, and okay. like it. Nobody tell him TJ gets fired. Oh, I know that. I know. I I know he's not in the last season, but man, that show is just top notch. You Uh, know what? I will look at that. I I think I watched the first season and I thought it was good, but I just didn't stick with it. But uh, if it's a PMR recommendation, I may take you up on that. No, it's it's really funny. It's worth it's worth the watch. Absolutely, and they're thirty minute episodes. PMR. When you finish that. You can go watch Party Down, which also ah, has Martin Starr. I like Party Down. As, Party oh, I can watch that. I'll I don't know where that. Uh, that was a Showtime show, so I'm not sure where. It's it on Peacock. Is it really? Okay. I think it's on Peacock. The, you know what's funny? It's at this point, it's like we're doing the podcast solely for like hopefully a, a HBO Max subscription and a Little Caesars pizza. Uh, I think so. I think <laughs> we've we, you know we raised the bar. It's like I need something to watch while I'm eating my free Little Caesars pizza. I think that would be good. Uh, But you know what? Someone's always going to come around and screw us over and recommend a Netflix show. And that person would be Absolute (laughs) Alex if he's still awake. I'm I'm actually going to recommend two Netflix shows. Um, So I've been – I was writing a a crime – I'm writing a little crime story right now for my screenwriting class. And and, and the podcast? Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You know what show I would really I enjoy and I love, and I would just, you know, it'd be nice to just like sit down and and watch again superhero crime drama. I was like, I, I hope you're going to tell us eventually. I'm going to sit down and watch and watch Daredevil. And so I did. I sat down and I've sat down. I've been through the whole first season. That show is. I, I will be absolute Alex here for a second. It, it is incredible. My favorite comic book show by far. I, I think the acting in it is just wonderful. The places they take Matt Murdock and, and how accurate they, they honor that character. It is just, it is really a tour de force of TV. Uh, wow. of course, Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin is just fucking cool and just great. Uh, the supporting cast, Foggy Nelson's a little weak in season one and kind of annoying. But after that, and now I've started season two, he's so much better. Everyone's really just really pulling their A game. And it's a, it's just a, just a beautiful show. Highly recommend. I, I agree with you. I like that show. That was, they did it, especially that last season where the Kingpin rose to power and the way he did it from jail. And the way he just manipulated the FBI into working for him and he became, he rose to power was just, it was great writing. I mean, just, just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they truly, they understand these characters super well. And I think overall, 
this is a really great show. But another great show with, I don't know if there's a, oh, there is a comic book connection. It's called Mind Hunter. Um, uh, my comic book connection for that one is there's the second lead who's an older guy. I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays the uh, robber that Batman is chasing at the beginning of Justice League. There you go. Oh, wow. How about that? That's, <laughs> a, that's a stretch. Well, that's a good one. A a and, and, I'm sorry. What was the name of the show, Alex? Mindhunter. It has oh, okay. Jonathan Groff, uh, who, who played King George on Hamilton. A uh, little, little theater knowledge for you guys. But ah, classy. It's basically, it's basically it kind of like, I get it's kind of like real, real life based kind of story, but not really. It's basically about the guys in the seventies who coined the term serial killer and like started researching all of them and like researched their habits and researched what they have in common. It's really, really good. Um, it, it like you see Ted Bundy and you see <laughs> all your uh, favorites. Of, uh, not Ted Bundy. Uh, a man it's a regular murderer's row. It has yeah, a just regular great rogues gallery. But it, it really is. It's quite amazing what how accurate they they hire the actors who portray these famous serial killers. And it's really just a great show overall with some really good performances, really haunting visuals. Would you say it was a tour de force? I, I no no I wouldn't say it's no. tour de force. Come but on, I will Brian. say jeez. I will say you'll binge through it really quick. How many seasons uh, or episodes? I think it's two seasons, and I think it's only ten episodes a season okay. or eight. I don't, it may only be eight. All right. So, yeah, highly recommend. All right. I mean, those are some some solid picks for what you're looking at. Um <laughs> Let's make sure we keep them coming, boys. I mean, I think that again, we we can uh, if we all get some uh, what you're looking at. We're, we're all learning a little bit more about each other, and that's that's really what the Pod Men are all about. Um, we're learning right. that I only like TV shows that I absolutely love. Like I won't I won't tell you that a show's not good unless I absolutely love it. All right, well there you go. The, absolutely, the double A <laughs> uh, seal of approval. There, <laughs> absolutely, Alex. Absolutely, Alex. All right. Well, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, it's a little segment I like to call a pitch session. Here we go. Let's listen to this. This, this is a theme song uh, pretty much devoted to Brian because he loves to give a good pitch. Let's listen. I think I've got something really good. The beginning of my movie kind of starts out like this. <laughs> this is my twist. This one thing I got in my head. Just Here's my pitch. Take my money, Brian. please. You're going to love it. I got something terrible. If this movie ever came out, it would make no money. Stuff so happens. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Go back to rewrite on that one. How dare you, sir? Other than it was a great movie. The plot holes. Yeah, I want to hear it because this is good. I needed more saxophone. It's a different type of movie. That would be really fun. My movie would make money. I like that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Five. Five would be a better movie. Than any of yours. That's my movie. <laughs> You're nobody, Alex. That, my friends, is a hell of a movie. And see. No credit. All right, pitch Love session. Love it. So th- those are That's some. Awesome. Those are some highlights from uh, our previous pitch sessions. But way back, <laughs> gentlemen, way back in episode number twenty-five, uh, or I, I think twenty-six and twenty-seven, twenty-eight, somewhere around there, where we pitched our uh, uh, Marvel movies and DC movies and stuff. So, uh, Brian, you're continuing a uh, 
a tradition that's uh, what three, two or three years old now. Uh, let's yeah. hear your pitch here. All right. So this pitch uh, kind of occurred to me uh, as I was rereading this story. It's a DC story, right? While well, well, I was taking a dump. Oh, yeah, while well, I was taking a dump, an, an epiphany. <laughs> um, but it dawned on me, you know, uh, Watchmen was uh, critically acclaimed. Watchmen on HBO was critically acclaimed, right? Uh, it went in and kind of retconned the movie and and and, and followed the comic book storyline as opposed to the Zack, Zack Snyder movie, right? Because they brought in the the it was the squid, right? That that Adrian Veidt created uh, instead of it being Doctor Manhattan as the bad guy at the end of the movie. Um, so they kind of retconned and made the Watchmen TV series. Everybody loved it. It was critically acclaimed, and Lindelof said he has no interest in doing another season. Right. So now everybody's. Will we get another season of Watchmen? If so, we're going to have to get a different. They're going to have to get a new creative team, which is not unheard of because you've got like True Detective, right? And True Detective has switched every season they did. They switched like the uh, the showrunner and everything. But I was thinking it, it kind of all came together. If Lindelof doesn't want to do Watchmen, uh, he could do another DC property that's kind of in the same wheelhouse. As a maxi series, uh, and that series would be DC's Kingdom Come by Alex Ross and Mark Wade. Famous story from the '90s, right? The the whole book was painted. Yeah. It's set about 30 years in the future. Superman's gone off into the distance. He's actually living. Uh, he's made the Fortress of Solitude uh, appear like a hollow deck. Like he's working on the farm, right? But Superman's disappeared. You've got a new age of heroes that have shown up. They are, and they don't mind killing. They, they run roughshod over the earth. Uh, they don't care about bystanders, right? You know, any excuse to get into a fight's a good excuse to get into a fight. So you've got that backdrop set in the future and you could, you, it, if HBO Max was to make the show, right, they could use it as a launching point for a whole nother uh, um, group of DC heroes. But I'm not thinking about the heroes that are introduced in Kingdom Come. I'm talking about you see Dick Grayson like in his 40s as Robin. You see all these heroes that have aged and where they're at now. You could almost treat Kingdom Come as uh, a it's as if you had Avengers Endgame first, and then you went back. So you see the end of the story for these characters, and it piques your interest on these characters, and then it fills in. Then then when they announce a Nightwing TV show, you've already been introduced to the character in Kingdom Come. And you get to see, okay, what brought him to that point. So instead of an origin story or an alpha story, it's like an omega story. You see the end first, like how everybody dies or, or how they end up, and then you launch back to kick off the character, right? Um, but you could even do stuff like uh, Michael Keaton is Batman again, right? He's the, he's the appropriate age now. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Your that, and this is completely un. And it, it's weird to me too. They haven't touched this story. We they've just released the Warner premieres. The the forty third movie is the Justice Society movie that's coming out. Justice Society World War Two, right? Uh, why have they never done a Kingdom Come animated series or animated you, movie? You you can't touch it, right? You can't touch it, right? You can't touch it because they try to mimic the artwork in the movie, right? So. If it's, uh, you know, DC New Frontier right. or Justice League New Frontier, they tried to mimic Darwin Cook's art right. style. Dark right? Knight. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, same thing. So so I think they realized, well, we can't do it justice in animation. Well, they could in live action. Right? Interesting. All right. And, and honestly, if you kind of did the sort of Zack Snyder – Watchmen sort of aesthetic to it that kind of gives you that almost like um it's his movies have a certain look to them right oh yeah that and look, i love them i love i'm a big Zack snyder fan that look and i can't really describe it i'm not doing a great job of describing it but that look where it's it's almost like c uh they cg and every, and well, even the characters pop more, almost like the the characters are kind of a blend of CG and, and live animate and 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 live. Uh, you pop, you use that type of uh, of film, um, production, and uh, photography in Justice and in, in Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come, and it would honor the the Alex Ross art. Okay, right. You could also go in and stunt cast if you wanted to say, "Hey, we can we can land some big stars that are not going to be huge commitments later on." You've got a built-in recast. So if you wanted to go out and get Brad Pitt to play Alan Scott, wow, you could. And then if you if you do an Alan Scott TV show, then you just recast it with now, an unknown. Now, in in previous pitch sessions that we had, like I was talking, you know, the episode twenty-five or whatever. Uh, we did talk a little bit about casting. Did, did you think about casting for your kingdom come? Yeah. So I, my thought was uh, John Hamm would probably be the right age to play a Superman, you know, kingdom come Superman. Yeah. He's got the jawline. He's got kind of the physique and he's in his forties, right? Uh, he would probably where he couldn't play Superman today. He could play Superman. Then he, he, Michael Keaton is a, is a layup. Right. It's a layup to make him Batman, uh, you know, where he's in the harness and, and he's basically paralyzed. You know, he has to use the harness and stuff to, to, to move around and walk around. You know, you've got uh, I already said Brad Pitt, I think would be cool as Alan Scott. Right. Um, Green Lantern. Uh, as far as Flash goes, the Flash is a blur. Right. Because at that point, he's kind of in Kingdom Come, he's kind of merged with right. uh, the Speed Force. Uh, but you could still have, like, uh, if you wanted to go and do uh, John Wesley Ship as the as the voice. Wow! Right? You're really so, pulling out some guns here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll go a step further. Okay. Uh, Linda Carter could be Wonder Woman in this in the movie, if if you wanted to. Yeah. Right. So, uh, or Catherine Zeta Jones would be a perfect Wonder Woman. 
for this for the movie, right? Sure. So you could get older actors in these iconic roles that they couldn't really play a thirty year thirty year old Superman, but you can get bet you can almost get better actors in the roles and have more of a uh, an ethos for mm-hmm. those characters, right? And, and they're playing it from a I'm not going to punch somebody. I'm playing this from a dramatic standpoint, right. a character, right? Uh, and then you know, once it's done, it's done. You, I don't need to reprise this role anymore. But if, if but if that character spawns something and, the, and DC wants to spin a show out of it, then you recast and it's like, well, you saw Robin where Robin ended up or where Nightwing ended up back in the Robin costume, you know, at, at, at age 40. Well, now let's back it up and see what got him there, right? Now you've got a Nightwing TV show. All that's, right. We already, have, we already have Titans, but you, that's just the example. I, well, right? it, it sounds like you have a couple of fans in the background there. People are whooping it up over this Kingdom yeah, Come apparently. already. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll buy that pitch. Alex, will, will you buy the pitch? Or are you going to reject I, it? I'd, no, I, I'd buy the pitch. I, I buy the pitch. PMR? Just. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I, it's, that's a good pitch. That's a good pitch. Maybe uh, maybe DC's listening. Maybe they are uh, got Brad's phone bugged, and, you know, it'll be on HBO Max in a few years. Yeah. That's and, really what I'm hoping for. Our, our sponsor. We're either trying to get a show or a sponsorship from HBO Max. You know, it is funny that, again, I mentioned the previous episodes when we were doing some pitches. Um <laughs> listening through those, and I, I do urge you guys to go back and uh, listen to them. Again, I think it was episode either 25 or 26 was the DC pitch. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, my pitch was for a Lobo movie. But I you know, start my preamble saying that, well, I was thinking about who I could do. Uh, I think maybe a Doom Patrol would be kind of interesting, but it would could be too much like X-Men. So... How about that? And now oh, we wow. have. And then they did. And the, yeah, they got Doom Patrol. But the best one, I will say, aside from Brian Sargent Rock uh, prediction, which he will insist is now an animated Justice Society <laughs> movie, it sounds like. Uh, Absolute Alex, do you remember what your pitch was? I actually have no idea. <laughs> you were so young and so innocent back then. It was Titans, and it was a blood fest. Of a Titans where uh, Deathstroke is going around killing everybody. You got to go back and listen to it. It is spot on fantastic. Kind of got what was going on with the Titans show. He was trying to kill them. Who is the real Adamus now? Yeah. I I urge you guys, you got to go back and listen to that episode. Skip this episode. What was was my pitch? (laughs) Yours was Nightwing. Martian man, I remember this vividly. Yours was Nightwing, Martian <laughs> yep. Hunter as the the buddy cop. Mine was yes, yeah. and it was we kept, Nightwing, Martian Manhunter, buddy cop. We kept trying so to draw like a lethal weapon for superheroes. We, we were drawing lethal weapon similarities there. Do you remember? You actually had a catchphrase for Martian Manhunter. Who me? Yes. Oh God, I'm getting no. too what green for this shit. No, your catchphrase was, I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> so it's pretty I good. I think I've heard that one before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the, the scenario used was that the bad guys are getting away and Dick Grayson is jumping over rooftops and all that. And Martian Manhunter looks up and he says, 
I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> Even though he can fly. Yeah, well, you know. So, yeah, so again, uh, maybe we should challenge ourselves to have another Marvel and DC pitches um, uh, for movies or TV shows and uh, see what we can come up with. Because I think, again, I think we were uh, pretty close in a lot of areas. Well, I think uh, I, I think we should pick stuff that's obscure, right? We really need to sell our pitch. Um, but yeah, oh, I, honestly, and on my Marvel pick, I forgot what the others were. My Marvel pick was a She-Hulk TV show. Yep, She-Hulk TV show. So we're doing Look pretty you, good. Man. Do you, oh, man. Do you remember the rest of our Marvel pitches first? I don't. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I don't remember mine. You'll- You'll have to go back and listen to the episode, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, I swear to God, no, if, Sergeant no, Rock, I don't need to know if Sergeant Rock shows up in this Justice Society animated movie, yeah, it's, it's uh, we know we're pay. being bugged. Yeah. We know people, the DC execs are listening to this podcast. Hell will be paid. Um, it right, doesn't make any stock in it that we know. Yeah, <laughs> then we know right too. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Uh, again, I think uh, we've got a lot to look forward to aside from uh, the Mighty Ducks and the Equalizer. Uh, you know, WandaVision uh, for the next episode. Um, I think You think we could come up with some more of what you're looking at? Oh, yeah. I've got oh, one right really? now that I could have pulled out of a – well, I've got a retro review I could have pulled out if we were uh, – if we had a little more time. So. All right. Well, we'll, we'll maybe we'll save that save retro review. Right. Um, I'm trying to think what, uh, well, I guess, you know, here in the next few weeks we'll have, well, no, I guess this was pushed back to Mark. You know, Godzilla versus I would King like Kong for us to, uh, real quick, we can do a, uh, movie review for next week. You know, they got a new movie on HBO Max. Uh, what's that movie called with J- Jared Leto and little uh, things, the little things. Yeah. Yeah. We should uh, review that next week. You know, right. I mean, it's, it's just, new. I think it's kind of a straight up kind of crime or uh cop, drama or something like that. It's yeah. not really Accurate. not really comic booky. But I well, in a in a couple of weeks we'll have uh, Superman and Lois to review. And Justice League will be able to review it too. Yeah, not too not too far away from Justice League and King Kong Which versus Godzilla. They announced this yeah. week it's getting an R rating. Yeah, hey. Justice League? Yeah, Justice League. Yeah. All right. Well, wow. we'll see. are we gonna see? Uh, are we gonna see Wonder Woman boobs or something? Or Even more. If you thought Joss Whedon went there, just wait to see what Snyder has in plan. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I, you know, I enjoy Zack Snyder movies and everything. Uh, I don't know how this is ever going to live up to the uh, nerd hype. Um, oh, it won't. Yeah. So uh, again, I feel kind of sad for it because it's it. It doesn't seem like it can live up to any kind of hype whatsoever. Uh, other than, uh, you know, quote unquote, the good guys won. This is it's kind of a unique situation that we're getting a re-release of this movie and, um, you know, kind of a completely different version of this movie and everything. So that within itself is, you know, uh, I feel a like we're already time. seeing we're already seeing like the the negative of this precedence, though. You know, the the rumors are now that Disney is going to uh, redo. The uh, the final trilogy of Star Wars as a TV show, like people are saying that now. There's no way in hell that's happening. 
there's no way that that, that Disney's going to retcon the last three Star Wars movies and, and say they never happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> they're just going to move on. Yeah. But like that's anytime now, anytime now somebody's less than satisfied, they're going to try to start a petition to get whatever right, studio right. to just remake the movie the way they wanted it to be made. Right. Yeah, this so, whole yeah. Zack Snyder thing is Bob, part, part of that. I mean. That's what's kicking. That's really what's kicking it off. They're going to say, "Oh, we made it." Well, no, they already had this movie filmed. They just chose not to use that footage. It's they're not they're not going in and completely remaking a movie. So I'm just going. I can't wait till everybody watches it and it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, "Oh, well, that's still uh, well." They said they said the R is for uh, extreme violence and uh, and f bombs. So, oh, yeah, that's going to make a better movie. Apparently, Batman <laughs> drops them left and right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's just terrible. I mean, oh, my God. All right. Why'd you say that fucking name? Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. All right. Well, uh, I, uh, but again, Podman Ron, you have said this numerous times, and it helps keeps us keeps us all grounded. Uh, what other, uh, no other time in our lives have we had this much nerddom around to where oh, yeah. we had a Justice League movie, and then people were <laughs> complained about it so much and everything. We're getting another version of a Justice League live action movie. I mean, it's kind of kind You're of bizarre. Right. It's a bizarre world that we I mean, live in. You know, I uh, my friend Ken, he was the one that just told me, just sit back and enjoy it. You know, whether it's bad, good, uh, indifferent, I like that. just enjoy the fact that they're making comic book movies. So. You see, at some point, it's going to turn, and it's going to be Dragon Ball Z movies. And it's Yeah, you're be, right. We already had one Pokemon movie, but, like, you know, it's going to be Pokemon movies, Dragon Ball Z movies, and Yu-Gi-Oh! movies, and... and at that point, more Mario like, Brothers and all these ooh. video games, you know, we're, red. Yeah. What is that deadline? Dead Red or whatever. They were red Dead about Redemption. Red Deadline. Yeah, I mean, Red Deadline. Minecraft. Red. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be stuff like that. So the Hasbro right. universe. I mean, oh, I'm, oh, I'm surprised they haven't oh, done another G.I. Joe. Now we got another either. half hour of talking. to Well, do. they are doing another G.I. Joe. They're doing Snake Eyes. The Snake Eyes movie's coming out and it's supposed to. To kind of launch, almost like Bumblebee, it was relaunching the Transformers universe. Snake right. Eyes is supposed to be kind of relaunching the uh, the GI Joe universe. Emphasis on supposed to. Supposed. Yeah, to. watched it right into the trash can. <laughs> it went the wrong way. <laughs> it launched there all right. Yeah, the mummy. I mean, all of these uh, universes. Uh, but you know, can, hey, we got some good stuff I, coming up. Can I diverge real quick and just give one quick complaint? The uh, what? Just yeah, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second. Uh, I'm a huge GI Joe fan, and I guess in because they thought the, the Snake Eyes movie was coming out this year or well last year, they went ahead and did kind of like an event miniseries for Snake Eyes. They did a mini, and it's written and drawn by Rob Liefeld. Oh, who is my favorite? The biggest hack. Ouch. In comics. Oh. Uh, so, but let me, let me. So, he's never written Snake Eyes before. Uh, I read this garbage. It's it's not G.I. Joe really at all. You know, it, uh, he's fighting some immortal entity that was a ninja. It's, it's bizarre. But 
as I made it up to, I think, at the end of issue two, Snake Eyes decides to put on a red costume. <laughs> so he looks exactly like Deadpool. <laughs> exactly like Deadpool. Wow. Oh, God. Leafield loves what he loves. He knows one thing. Yeah. He knows one thing, and that's all he knows how to write. Little hands and big guns. Little hands T- and tiny big feet. Guns. <laughs> tiny feet. Tiny feet. Yeah. Tiny feet. Big swords and, and uh, red and black costumes. All right. Well, you know, and, and I again, I I know you're a big GI Joe fan, and again, maybe we should go off on. We should have a Hasbro universe discussion here, uh, but it's, they could have done so much more with the GI Joe movies. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and really have built a fantastic universe. They had all kinds of characters, and they weren't, you know, they're not characters that everybody knows, like Spider-Man or Batman or whatever, but they they had a license to do, you know, some pretty neat things there. But uh, It's happen. big enough, and yeah, we could do this, we could do a whole podcast around a half our universe. It's big enough, it's as, it rivals the, the MCU universe. You could have multiple movies in almost multiple styles of films. Right, you could have the big like action films with with Snake Eyes and the, and the Ninja stuff. You could have the military based films, but then you've got the spy and the espionage stuff too. Yeah, uh, you could have. There's there's like two hundred characters in that universe. All right, so Brian. It sounds like you're throwing out a gauntlet uh, for the Podmen to have pitch sessions. Uh, for Hasbro Universe movies, is that is I, that fair enough? You want to do that? You want I to take think that? That's challenge? a great idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. and, and and PMR, I'll give you a, a gimme. Uh, Rom Space Knight is a part of the Hasbro Universe. Oh, I love Rom Space Knight. So, all right, Let, let's give ourselves four weeks, okay? Because I know we're going to be talking about Wandavision and being all nerdy about that. So let's give ourselves a little bit of time. Alex, are you okay with this? I'm okay with this. All right. I'm going to put it down on the calendars. Four weeks. Come back with your pitch session for Hasbro Universe movie or TV show. But until next time, Alex. Save it for the podcast.